Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 366. My name is Brando. Today, I don't know if I've had a, an official co-host in a while. I mean, Doug, you, you're, yeah, you always have that unofficial title. I've done title. this a couple times, huh? Yeah, right? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. but today you're really my co-host, okay? Yeah. You know, yes, I could, you're going to do some heavy lifting, which I know you're yes. you're used to. Uh, yes, Because you've been, you're back in the game, I guess we can say, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm doing nothing but music again, and I'm happy, man. <laughs> and you've been talking to me about Railrod and Oz, the guy who yeah. has, my God, I'm already jealous of your hair. I just think about the days <laughs> right. when, I had, when I had hair. I can never be as fluffy and just as buoyant as yours. But Oz from the band Railrod uh, is, is with us today. Uh, hey, everyone. I will say hola, and I'll just stop my Spanish there. Oh, that's Slash's mom. Uh, <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Wow. Uh, All the GNR insider joke. Good job. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. A little coffee in the morning. Yeah. So uh, today in this episode, have we as done with, with bands that he may not know or just learning about or aren't as big as Guns N' Roses? I mean, who is under the guise of appetite for discovery? I just want to bury appetite. That's the goal. Bury appetite. For discovery. So we're going to just discover Railrod. And you guys are, are based out of... Mexico? Um, am I getting that right? Or is there a certain yeah. city? Yeah, we're from Mexico City. Okay. Okay. So that's that's cool. Little, little tiny place. Little tiny place in Mexico, Brando. Okay. <laughs> I've never been, so you're going to educate me as far yeah, yeah. as uh, when we talk hey, you about... Oscar. Hey, you Oscar. Yeah? So la ciudad de México es muy pequeño, ¿no? <laughs> uh, to, be, to, to be honest... Uh, <laughs> Mexico City, it's actually a little, uh, a little city, but we're talking, if uh, we talk about Estado de Mexico, which is like pretty um, near, it's huge, man. I, I mean, know, you yeah. can drive like uh, the whole state, uh, Estado de Mexico, and Mexico City, you have to drive like six hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Pero cuántas personas viven en Mexico City? Mexico City, like eight um, million. I understood some of that. My seventh grade Spanish, muy pequeño, because I would always say that about myself because yeah, right. I'm five, six, you know, 140. I'm muy yeah. pequeño. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I understand a little bit. Uh, so we're going to learn about we're going to learn about Oz today and that time you opened up for Guns N' Roses and how Doug Goldstein ties into this is, well, I don't know. You have an announcement on your, your Instagram, Railrod, about Doug Goldstein, but my Spanish only goes so far. So who wants, the, I guess, to make the announcement or, or partnership, I guess I can call it? Uh, yeah, so yeah. so I would actually like Oz to talk about, because he sent me one of the most heartfelt letters I've ever received, and that was really the impetus to, to me wanting to work with him. Um, and so, Oz, I, I mean, I don't know if you're, 
comfortable sharing kind of the point that you were at in your life when no dude i i'll have to it's like my uh my thing to to tell to to, to tell people what actually happens because that way they, they they can uh you know like grab their dreams and start making it happen so yeah i will i will really go uh, uh okay my my voice is breaking because uh Every time I think about this, it's so uh, unreal yet <laughs> that uh, it makes me want to cry because mm-hmm. uh, this is mm-hmm. something that I dream of when, when I was a child. Um, and Okay, let's first go back when I was 12 years old. Um, on, that, uh, on that specific time, my parents got, got divorced. My best friend died. Uh, I was being bullied. Um, I was thinking about suicide. Uh, I was bulimic. I was anorexic. And then a uh, guitar came to me, an electric guitar came to me. I started like going uh, back and forth, uh, learning new rock songs. I started with Led Zeppelin. Then I went straight to Guns N' Roses because at that time, Guitar Hero was like the thing. Mm. So yeah, I, I started like uh, wow. loving all this, um, this uh, style slash hat. So uh, I started looking forward uh, to know more and more and more about Guns N' Roses as uh, as I was saving my life through the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, after good. that, uh, after uh, making music uh, on hard rock music, my favorite genre, because I, I, prior to that, uh, I, okay, I've, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I used to... Uh, Listen a lot of uh, music my mom used to to, to listen, right? Me so too. I was into cumbias and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I I became a hard rocker thanks to uh, to these bands. I started uh, you know uh, looking forward to Aerosmith, to uh, to Van Halen, to mm-hmm. uh, Kiss as mm-hmm. um, one of my you know uh, the bands that I, I fell in love with. And then after that, uh, I started having like, a purpose in life that was like uh, when I saw Jimmy Page playing this double uh, double neck guitar, I was blown away. I was like, "Dude, wow! I need to do. I need to be a, at least a very small fraction as badass as this guy who just saved my life." Because Jimmy Page, after 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 I saw that, uh, I put my heart um, on the service of rock and roll. And, uh, well, I started playing guitar. I started uh, learning by myself because uh, no one wanted to, to, to pay classes for me. So uh, I basically went straight to YouTube and I started, like, learning uh, songs and that stuff. And, well, after a while, um, I decided to found Railroad because uh, I was hearing Gene Simmons talking about uh, rock and roll's dead and that stuff. And I was like, dude, no, I, I I can't let this happen. In Mexico, there are no hard rock bands. Mm-hmm. It's basically railroad, and that's it. So uh, I was trying to put, you know, my 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 small. Um, okay, I, I was I, I was trying to save rock and roll in in, in Mexico uh, in Mexico scene. So basically, I, I found a railroad. Um, I, I recorded my, my, my first song, which is called Girl, Let Me Love You. You can find that on Spotify and other uh, platforms. And I sent that demo to Aerosmith, to Aerosmith Management. 
And guess what? On my 21st birthday, which was uh, in October 27 from 2016, I was opening for Aerosmith at the Arena Ciudad de Mexico. Wow. Which, dude, that's badass. That's, how that, that, that's great. How, how does that happen? And right? It was... Yeah, it's it was my my best bur- birthday so far, you know. So far, let <laughs> me mean, let me just pause for a second. As I was worried okay. about bastardizing Spanish, well, real, real, <laughs> real road. Yeah, it, with yeah, with, with uh, in Spanish, um, you wouldn't put the R O A D. The O would have this mark across it, which makes it an O. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, understand. Wow, that is that's kind of mm-hmm. funny. That's a real insight into just uh well, Doug, you obviously know that. And also I'm thinking, did you any either of you see the movie Super Troopers with Car Ramrod? Yeah, sure. I did. Yeah, yeah. Car course, Ramrod. Sure. So I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, in my head, I'm just like, I don't want to make any sort of super troopers joke thinking yeah. this is a railroad and it's a railroad because right. <laughs> it doesn't have, is it, is it a tilde? What's the accent that goes over it? Well, a tilde would be the squiggly line over the top of it. It's just a straight line that makes it the O sounds. Okay. So, and, and I'm getting it's your, nuance. it's just a nuance about the, about well, the I, I got to get it right. I thought at least I had railroad down, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that should be the easy one. And uh, so am I getting Oz right? It's not like, Oz. uh, you know, I just want to, <laughs> make... am I saying your night or your name, your first name, right? I don't want to make myself look like more of an idiot the rest of this episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it's great, man. Uh, I actually, I actually, had to uh, to cross the A on railroad because uh, phonetically in Spanish, I would love people to say uh, railroad, railroad, railroad instead of ra- railroad because uh, in Spanish the the A sounds. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't wow. I didn't want a, a bunch of people saying uh, railroad instead of railroad. Yeah. Railroad. I see. I'm not bad. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm glad I screwed up. We would not have known about that. All right, I screwed up on purpose. Anyway, so you're you're opening for Aerosmith. Continue. On my freaking birthday, yeah. Wow. So uh, to me, that was like, you know, one of those uh, like universe things. Because uh, yeah. when, when, when I was being bulimic, anorexic, bullied, blah, 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 blah. When I wanted to commit suicide. Uh, I wrote on one of my T-shirts because uh, uh, here in Mexico, on, on junior high school, you wear uniforms, ugly uniforms, <laughs> and I wrote "Dream On" on my T-shirt. Mm. So, dude, like nine years after that, being able to play with Aerosmith, the band that gave me my mantra mm-hmm. to uh, keep dreaming until mm-hmm. I opened for Aerosmith on my freaking birthday, dude. Unreal. That's like. A, uh, you can't explain just that. Just if uh, you go, uh, well, it, no, it, it, it's a regalo de dios, no? It's, it, yeah, it's a gift from it's God. Exactly. In English, in English, it's a gift from God. Yeah, in Spanish, wow. regalo de dios. Dude, I, I love your Spanish, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, this this is not just a regular podcast, man. You're learning Spanish as well. I love it. Please teach <laughs> yeah. me. I, I've gone on. I, I was telling you off the air and why I love doing fan reviews for episodes and different when people see uh, Guns N' Roses in other countries for me to learn about other cultures it's better than school I just and I'm I, learning through Guns N' Roses so I'm, I'm motivated right. to learn <laughs> so it's a yeah. and I don't mind being the the joke of it you know to be in the okay let's learn from Brandon's mistake 
Okay, here's what not to do. Here's how to pronounce it. God, unbelievable. And I mispronounce English. I'm still, I can't believe. I'm like, all right, I got railroad down. Railroad. Rail. I love it, man. Uh, yeah. I, I identify with a lot I of that. You, Brando. I love you, Brando. <laughs> ditto, ditto. And I, and I, but from your story, I'm seeing why Doug connected with you just on a personal level. And I think that's why Doug and I connected because I've been open about my mental health and wanting to take my my life you know, uh, I believe it was. And, and here's, yeah. here's something that I just want to interject to both of you. The reason, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I love both of you guys is because both of you guys have shared bullying experiences. And most people that most of the fans that know me know that I started in security. What they may or may not know is the reason I'm such a good fighter is from the time I was shit four or five years old if i saw a bully beating up on or bullies beating up on somebody like you guys who i love i'll kick the shit out of them and i'll do the same thing today if anybody ever hurts your hearts either of you too i'm on a fucking plane sorry for my for my f word but i don't have any tolerance whatsoever for people that hurt people that i love and i just want to put that on record i understand and and uh, I appreciate that. And, and Doug, if you can, if you you, you know me really well, Brando, obviously because of what we're going through. And sure. so that really resonates for you because you know that it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the autobiography that we're learning more about, which yeah. I learned more even today and then understanding. We're yeah. going to talk more about um, how your book ties into uh, mm -hmm. Oz and your connection yep. with Oz mm -hmm. and, and wanting yes. to work with a, a Mexican band. But Doug, just going forward, yeah. if you do curse, just curse in Spanish. I want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, uh, Oz, unless I'm missing a few steps, how did that? Because I mean, the, the Aerosmith opportunity is just wonderful. Did you get to meet any of the guys, by the way, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry? No, no. Okay. To be honest, uh, you know, here in Mexico, I don't know if that happens in the U.S., but here in Mexico, if you're the opening act, you're, uh, dude, you're like if you had COVID or something. Mm. No one wants to approach you. Okay. Uh, I, I, we were left like in another, uh, in another area, like uh, pretty far from Aerosmith. So, yeah. That, Oz, um, Oz, in all fairness, I'll tell you that was that's actually really standard with the Aerosmith guys. While they try and maintain their sobriety, they keep the other acts away because the other acts drink beer and you know maybe do yayu whatever. So. Um, that's how they maintain their sobriety is by keeping. So, I mean, fuck, we were guns and roses. We'd release sweet child of mine and it took six weeks for Steve Perry to come down into our dressing room. Wow. We were like, we were like, and, and nobody, he was the first one. Steve Tyler, not Perry. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Or Joe Perry. Phone. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> I put them together. They were actually, uh, um, Steve was on top of Joe's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So no, you're right. Yeah, I apologize. I'm, as you know, Brandon, I'm a little tired this morning. That's <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, Journey was on tour also. No, that. Yeah, right. Beautiful. <laughs> no, no, this is this has been a fun episode so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Oz, uh, to have that experience, how did that did that change your perspective on things? Yeah, I, I had to have. Okay, on one hand, uh, on one hand, uh, that distorted my whole, uh, you know, um, how my mind thought about the music industry. Because I, I, well, in in movies, uh, once you open for a big band, you're you're famous, man. Hmm. 
And I was like, dude, yeah, we opened for Aerosmith. And then, uh, well, we didn't have a manager. Uh, I got I got the opportunity myself because I was looking for uh, I I've always since I started uh, on music, I was uh, always sending emails to people. As Doc might might be aware, uh, yes, yeah. little. <laughs> I'm a good guy with the emails. So, uh, yeah, I got uh, to the promoter and the promoter was like, uh, dude, okay, I'll pass this. If uh, if they like it, you're in. If you, they don't like it, uh, I can't do anything for, for, for you. And, yeah, uh, we opened for Aerosmith. We did uh, a Lunaria sold out show here in, uh, in Mexico City. We did uh, that for uh, 1,000 people. Then... Uh, we had a, a an earthquake here that uh, affected Mexico City uh, like uh, in a very bad way, and that led a uh, railroad without uh, shows for nine months, more or less, until everything was uh, secure enough to keep uh, the, the 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 live shows going. And um, obviously, at that time, I was like. Um, being a little bit uh, depressed, you know, like uh, feeling, uh, feeling bad about not playing live because, uh, well, I opened for Aerosmith. I had my own uh, show for a thousand people and then a freaking earthquake was going in my way. Mm. But after that, since uh, I opened for Aerosmith, I, I uh, sent an email to these guys uh, from, from the promoter that, uh, we're going to bring Guns N' Roses uh, to Monterrey. And there's another funny story here. Um, at the reunion tour, they, they, they came to Mexico in 2016. And I was like, dude, I really want to play with these guys. I really would love to play with these guys. And I promised myself that I'm going to be the opening act for Guns N' Roses next time they're coming to Mexico. And that happened on 2018 which was great man because i kept my promise to myself mm-hmm. so uh on that show i met uh a lot of um pretty interesting people uh i started uh i started like uh looking at your show um i um i learned uh, i i saw a couple of things about dog um uh, talking about the life era album and then uh I uh, I basically found found him on social media. I added him, and then when I post the after movie video, he posted badass. And dude, I was I was I was shocked. It was so unbelievable that I was opening for Guns N' Roses, and now Doug Goldstein was typing bad, badass on my post. So uh, since that point, my mind started like making a plan in order to have uh, you know like some. To, to get my band to some level of accomplishment and um, a lot of stuff to, to, to go on. So that at a certain point, I could uh, send Doug my, my demo, my music, and he would uh, have uh, some interest, interesting things to, uh, to work with us. And that's why, uh, well, after, after that show, I, 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 I had that idea on my mind. Uh, things kept kept happening. We were uh, playing again in Arena Ciudad de Mexico, but th- this time we got Save the Queen, which was like, uh, it's, it's the only uh, tribute uh, that 
um, this guy Brian May allows uh, from Cream. He, he, he uh, oh, so he gives the okay. Oh, yeah, he gives the okay. He, he, it's, it's the 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 only uh, tribute worldwide uh, wow. approved by Brian May. So mm. we did a, a second arena, uh, and on the pandemic, we railroad was the first the first um, drive-in show to happen in Mexico City. So uh, we've accomplished something uh, with an historic, um, it, it was something historic in Mexico City, uh, that drive-in show. So um, I was, uh, the, 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 the railroad kept, kept moving and it wasn't like until, uh, it was in August, I was feeling bad because nothing was happening again, man. And uh, I was, um, I, I was going through through depression again, and I started like thinking like, what's the point of uh, having shows or uh, trying to uh, make singles or whatsoever if I don't have the tools or I don't have the proper guy to take me to the international level? So, uh, oh, something that I learned from Rocky Balboa. Is that it ain't, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. So I was about to cry when I was writing to, 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 to Doug. And I started like uh, putting all these reasons, all these, man, you changed my life. Because since you, you wrote badass my post, I thought like, dude, if Doug Goldstein sees something on my person that it's worth something, that means that, um, well, he's actually not my mom selling like, hey, hijito, uh, my son, you're yeah, great. So you, you should keep going. Mm-hmm. So uh, that gave me a reason to, to keep moving forward every time I was about to, uh, to quit, right? So uh, I, I, I tell him all this on, on, on my email. And uh, I tell him that, uh, that I... Um, I was into the music because I want to save people's lives. That the reason, the main reason behind Railroad, it's not that I want to be a freaking rockster and that's it. It's not that I want to be famous. I don't want, uh, well, obviously, the money is, is great always because you sure. need to pay for, 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 for travel expenses and all uh, what involves a musician to, uh, to uh, that you have, you, you can do it for free, man, you know? But the main reason why I'm doing this is because when I was thinking about suicide, rock and roll saved my freaking life. And I want to make that exact same thing for younger generations. Because I think we need, we, we need more hope in a world that it's so cold right now. Just um, everyone's fighting for their own things instead of, uh, you know, trying to be a, a big family, yeah. you know? And we need hope because guys like you, guys like me that are in a bad uh, situation, I mean, if uh, people need example of people that move forward because uh, otherwise, if uh, I, I, I didn't believe in myself, dude, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here accomplishing everything that uh, my teachers, my classmates, and a lot of freaking people told me that I was unable to do. 
So what do you think? What do you think he's doing to me now, Brando? He's helping. You know, I I, I understand. Saying, saying what he's saying. It's helping uh, you feel worth about yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's making you feel good. There's and, no other. And there's then, no other. There's no other musicians that are doing it for what he's saying. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to what I'm going to talk about about my love of Latin people, and you know that about me. Yeah, that's uh, that's something you have. It's very Oz, that's about. very heavy. What you just said. That's very heavy. What you just said. And yeah, because by the way, sharing. thank you, and thank yeah, well, you. Yeah, was, exactly. Thank you for sharing. That's heavy. No, dude. Uh, dude, very heavy. Uh, uh, really, my my message here for everyone that's that's seeing this is that uh, people may. People that will always try to make you feel like you're trash because they're doubtful about their own capacities. So if you're ever being bullied, think about this. Think that dreams come true. Think that, well, <laughs> uh, I, I, now I'm living my fucking, my fucking dream because I decided to believe in myself. And I decided to, make, to let my music do the talking instead of being me, the one who was fighting back to all the bullies and all that stuff. Mm. You know, but, you know Oz, I, I have to say something too, though. Yes, you're letting your music do your talking, but in things like this and through your interviews, you're going to be touching people. You're going to be touching their heart, right? And so it's not just your music, because you and I both know, right? Music is the universal language. It's one of the reasons why we all love music, because it doesn't matter if you even speak the language. It resonates with your soul. And so what you're saying, the words that you're saying are going to touch people in the way that it touched you, that music did. So it's very heavy, the things that you're saying for me. And so I'm a little emotional right now. And I think that's why it's important, the conversations that we have and the conversations I try to have because music um, and why I love Guns N' Roses to tie everything in together. It's not just the music itself. It's who's behind it. What makes it, what's the purpose of it? What's the driver of it? You know, it's kind of why I do this podcast. I'm not, I've said since the beginning why uh, Scotto and I thought about it or why he came with me to the idea. He's like, we should do a GNR podcast. Well, that's, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. And it had to be, it had to be a reason for it. And it's given me an outlet and how to connect to uh, the members in GNR about mental health, about addiction. Uh, yeah. The other day was National Sober Day, and I'm seven seven years without alcohol because I was I was like George Thurgood. I was drinking alone. But what's the purpose right. of that? I was drinking to fall asleep, you know. And and, yeah. and now, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's interesting where I am in life. You know, I, I just turned thirty nine. Getting just got married, possibly maybe we have a sweet child of mine. I don't, there's no really uh, <laughs> yeah. announcement. Hey, you got cats anyway, Brandon. Yeah, well, no, no official announcement there, but yeah, we have uh, we we have, <laughs> I have cats, which I, I I you know, life is good. I mean, I'm work. I'm here with Doug Goldstein and Oz from Railroad, so uh, you know, life is good for me as well. So I appreciate that, but I think it's also important to talk about the music. So Doug, other than just how good of a guy that Oz is, when you heard the music, can you kind of explain what you heard the first time? Yeah, I mean, you know, for for me, it's what I love, which is just straightforward rock and roll. And and they're they're phenomenal. And so most of it had to do with, I love the music, but once I got to know Oz as a human being, I was like, you know what, I got to jump into this. He's just too good of a guy to not help. Um, He's just, he's a really, really, really intelligent guy with a great heart. And then... His mother speaks no English and I speak, 
you know, mi española libre. But so we started exchanging messages. I thought it was his sister at first because she's so beautiful. Hmm. His, his mother, Susie Chacon, she's uh, just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lady. And so I was joking with Oz. I was like, hey, I've been talking to your sister. He's like, that's not my sister, dude. That's my mom. <laughs> nice. <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Nice. Sorry. And a, very, a lot of people think that, right? A lot of people are like, dude, she's beautiful. That's got to be your girlfriend, your sister, what? So. Sorry, Oz, you have a hot mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyway, buddy. so, but the, the one thing that really resonated for me, and I'm going to start talking about what I wanted to talk about, uh, Brando, is my love of the Latin culture. The things that she was saying in support of her son um, and his dreams was mind blowing to me. And for those that don't know, I'm actually a quarter Mexican, um, on my mother's side. And when I was growing up, the Salinas family lived next door to me and they took care of me. Um, my house was a very difficult place to grow up when I was younger. And I used to go to their home and there was so much love in this home that I couldn't, I couldn't doubt the existence of love in this Latino home. And so they knew uh, kind of what was going on in my home, that it wasn't exactly a good place to be. So they would have me over every day. And they started teaching me Spanish. And um, then I, uh, I mean, growing up in San Diego, you run into Hispanic people all the time. And there was always something in their eyes, in their hearts, when they speak to you, that resonated with me. And I just love them. And I figured it out. It's because every Latino family that I've ever met is God and family, right? Those are the two most important things in their life. And, and so then I started traveling the world with the bands. And I don't care if you're in Mexico. I don't care if you're in South America, Central America, Spain, España is it's the same thing. It's la misma. Para toda la, la gente de los latinos. So my favorite culture in the world is the Latin culture. Um, God forbid you ever mess with somebody that they love, right? Um, you're going to have to deal with the whole family. <laughs> and so there's a certain beauty to the Latin culture that I've always magnated towards. And so to bring it back full circle, the ability to work with a Mexican artist um, who's doing rock, which is what I love, it just seemed like a no-brainer, particularly when you combine it with the fact of who Oz, Oz is. He's just a wonderful man. So it was just kind of a no-brainer. It's like, you know what, we're going to do this. Um, we hope that we are very successful. Para los asesinados en todo el mundo, escucha esta. Por favor, escucha Railroad. Por favor. It's muy importante para us. So, if Guns N' Roses is more important for you, please listen. See? Is that right? See. Us? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that was right. Yeah, man. You did great. Your, your Spanish was great. Also, uh, yeah, so, something about talking about uh, sobriety and uh, all that stuff. Uh, another thing that kind of instantly matched with Doug is, yeah, um, I do this because I, I I believe in vibes. I believe in, uh, in 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 all this magical stuff that God sends to us. So we went straight like uh, we were uh, we we believe in God. Another thing is that I don't drink and I don't do drugs. So another thing I would like to share here in this podcast is that you don't have to be an asshole 
you don't have to be uh, you know, you don't have to do drugs you don't have to do alcohol in order to be successful in the rock because uh, the other thing that happens when with with with, with, with uh, alcohol or drugs is that um, sometimes you need a little push to be yourself and man you can you you, you can get that going without alcohol you just need to embrace who you are and that's a great thing too and i would like to uh, share that with the uh, guns N' roses community that brando has just uh, there's a lot of child um there's a lot of uh, guys that they're always like getting drunk until they uh they sleep or something instead of rehearsing and that's not the way yeah. well Slash was slash before, uh, you know, like being so drunk and that stuff. So that's why uh, he didn't have that superpower because of alcohol. He 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 had that superpower to touch people's heart through his guitar because he uh, he was practicing and practicing and practicing. It's not magic, man. Uh, I mean, if uh, if, it, if it were magic, uh, just give me a couple of tequilas and I will be playing like Steve Vai or Satrani, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, for those fans that don't know, and I'm guessing it's ha happening to this day, when we were on the road, use your illusion, appetite, doesn't matter, right? Every single day, every, cada dia, cada dia, okay? Cada cada dia. Dia. Yeah. We're on the road, right? And cada dia, he closes his door, he takes the phone off the hook. Every single day, he practices for three hours a day number one guitar player in the world on use your illusion and he's still every single day practicing three hours so i have this saying you know how you hear the saying practice makes perfect practice makes perfect not true if you're practicing improperly practice makes shit <laughs> so the correct saying is perfect practice makes perfect yeah and slash would perfect practice three hours a day and that is why he was and is who he is because of that so that's just another i'm just taking further what you said oz right i was going to ask yeah. you that so you you read i was like doug don't you have a story about slash yeah. illusion practicing and you you answered I knew you were going. look at this mm -hmm. you know yeah. esp i knew where you had to do oh, you and i are too much you and i are in the head, same headspace always and, <laughs> and it's such a interesting dynamic or just thought that yeah slash has those moments practicing and but he also had the issues too yeah so it's just um interesting perspective which i think nowadays oz yeah maybe it shouldn't be looked at the same way Like that, you need to do this because, like, look now, Slash is clean. He would have died without it, you know, if he didn't stop. Duff would have died without it. So it, it doesn't have the same glitz and glam, and it doesn't seem cool anymore. I, I that's yeah. I have to put it simply. It's just it's, Cause, it's not cool. And uh, and and also, uh, we lost a lot of uh, guitar heroes thanks to uh, yeah. to to, uh, to substances. Let's talk mm -hmm. about Jimi Hendrix, uh, Eddie Van Halen, Taylor Hawkins, the, 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 the smoking man. <laughs> I mean, that guy was uh, so amazing. I love Van Halen, by the way. Uh, I'm, that's one of my biggest guitar heroes, to be honest. But uh, again, uh, all the anecdotes I, I, I hear and listen about Eddie was that uh, every time he was uh, going or jumping into someone's room, he would go with his, with his guitar and he would be like practicing and practicing and practicing. And that's why the, 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 he was so so good at guitar 
because mm-hmm. uh, he, he never left it. Hmm. Yeah, true that. Yeah, true that. Doug, did you see any of that? Because I know you did legs of tours with uh, Van Halen. Did you see it? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I did. Yeah, not to the extent that Slash did. Yeah. But he was always noodling. I mean, Eddie was a he was a classic noodler. But he, <laughs> uh, I mean, and this is going to sound funny, but, um, you know, people think that Guns N' Roses was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Um, there was not as much sex as people think. <laughs> there, just wasn't, right? there wasn't. I mean, it wasn't so easy. Was <laughs> They were more into getting wasted, yeah. right? To be honest with you, so there wasn't all that. Um, I can't say that about, and I won't go into extensive detail because it's just I wouldn't do that. But let's just say it wasn't the same thing with Van Halen. They had that component. Yeah. <laughs> so gotcha. that may take some of your practice time away if you follow me. I gotcha. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's think about the, the now though. What's the, what's the plan with Railroad and and Doug Goldstein? What's what are we what's what are we going to see going forward? Because I know it's an so, international. I, I love the the goal, man, that, uh, that you have, Oz. So yeah, what's 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 next? Oz, oh, you want to go? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, um, I think man, uh, dog has more experience than than I. So, uh, well, if you're talking about my my wish list, I have a big, 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 big wish list. I would like to go to Rock and Rio. I would love to. Uh, to hit the states, uh, we're currently working on my visa. We're working on uh, new new songs. We are looking forward because, uh, well, I, I, I reached Doug because uh, I've seen that. Uh, unfortunately, I have more attention in the U.S. than here in my own con- in my own country because uh, I'm 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 currently endorsed by Supro, the amps that Joe Perry uses, and that. Uh, Lady Kravitz, um, Richard Ford is from Guns N' Roses use. And uh, I received that from the U.S. Uh, well, Aerosmith management were involved in the railroad being the opening act. So mm-hmm. I started realizing that uh, since my music, it's more uh, your style than my, uh, the Mexican style type of music. Yeah. Uh, I was getting some, 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 some doors open to myself. I sent um, my demos to like four producers, and they because uh, I, I thought that uh, I wasn't going to get any response or something. And then uh, I have like four guys willing and wanting to to work with me. And uh, well, uh, we have a lot of plans. We have to check uh, who's going to be like the best guy to uh, to be the to to be producing the music. Also, Doug is going to be involved in vocals, so I'm pretty, pretty, pretty excited about that. Because I'm know, gonna man. kill you. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm just going to be sounding. Like, yeah, I, 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 I won't be sounding like a goose anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, on my part, that, those are like the plans. But uh, if Doug, Dude, uh, I have to ask, uh, let me jump in here for a second because the Guns N' Roses guys don't even know this about me, but I grew up in music, right? I mean, my brother was this, and Brendel knows this. My brother was an amazing guitar player, and Axel knows that my brother was an amazing guitar player. He played a tape of my brother. He brought me into his room in London, and he played me. I didn't know it was my brother. He's like, "Dude, check this guy out." And I go, yeah, yeah, he's a ripping guitarist. He goes, yeah, he is, right? I go, yeah, he's, this guy's bomb. He goes, and he's smiling. He goes, you know who this is? I go, no, I have no idea. He goes, it's your brother, you fucking dumbass. I go, what? <laughs> so he had gotten a tape of my brother through a mutual friend of theirs. 
So, so I grew up with this stuff because my brother was five years older than me and we lived in the same room, right? So I grew up listening to Zeppelin and Beatles and blah, blah, blah. So I know what good music sounds like, right? So I never really, I was never asked by Guns N' Roses to help in the studio because they, well, for whatever reason. But when I left Guns N' Roses, I started working with bands only from the standpoint of, yeah, that's a great sounding song. And then I started really listening to the vocals and I thought, you know what? Nobody's pushing these singers as much as they can be pushed to have their very best performance, right? And so I started working with singers, getting the very best vocal performance out of them. And I don't touch anything else. I don't touch anything else. And I'm not a knob twister. I don't know how to do any of that. But when I hear a vocal, I'll back you out of what you're doing and I'll go, dude, we got to hit this again. And here's why, right? This is what I need to get out of you, right? So go drink your throat coat and then come on back. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. And you know what? Maybe we go to Ali Garza's. uh, Once you do all the music, then we'll take the refs and, uh, and bring them up to Ali Garza's studio. Have you, has uh, Diana told you about that yet, Oz? Yeah, yeah, she told me, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to get a list and see what they have in the studio and make sure that it's what we need, right? But Ali has been so sweet. And for those that you do or don't know, Ali is um, a big fan of the band. She's the one who paints, and she has Ali Art. And if you don't know, go to AliArt.com because she's amazing. And she's one of the sweetest people in the world because she's a Latina. And her and her husband, Al... They have a studio down by McAllen, Texas, which is right on the border of Mexico, and they've offered it to us. So we're going to see and make sure it works before we go. But what a beautiful cool. offering by the Garza family. Oh, very yeah, nice. yeah. Well, a lot of thanks to 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 Ali because she was so excited when uh, when she uh, when we made the announcement. So uh, yeah, thank you for being part of Brave Road before even before uh, Doug got involved in, got got involved with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got to hire one of my favorite people in the world, Diana. <laughs> Diana Amara Kane. She runs a, uh, a fan club for Guns N' Roses. And I liked what she does so much. And she's become a really good friend of mine that I've brought her on as my assistant. And her and Oz talk all the time. I think he likes her a little bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a lot of conversations going on, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, daydreaming about what's going to happen like hey uh do you imagine that the next year we're going to go to uh to rock and rio or uh do you think we're going first to, to europe or we're going first to the u.s so yeah we chat a lot yeah she just has a, a beautiful heart she's a wonderful lady but i'll tell you what i would never get on her bad side even me even me i would never get on her bad side she kicked my ass <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, love how all these connections are made through the power of Guns N' Roses music. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, and the podcast, Brando, give yourself a little credit. Well, I was about to, I was uh, actually, yeah, cause I often don't do that. But as I, yeah. I think I mentioned okay, before yeah. that Oz said before the episode that it started from listening to my podcast. How he said it during the episode. Yeah. 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 yeah I, 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 at this point, Doug, it's like, what do I say in the podcast? What do I say on the phone? What do I dream? Where do these conversations happen? I'm glad I record half my conversations because I don't know what I see would say half the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I just think it's, uh, it's amazing, but I would be remiss if we didn't address because, um, something else before, um, mm-hmm. off, uh, before we started recording that I was talking to Oz about, but I wanted to save on the air. 
And also, Doug, because today I'll be remiss. It's uh, we're recording September seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, but this is quite different than it was thirty-one years ago today for you, with User Illusion uh, one and two dropping. Can you maybe talk about that day for you? Wow, that was uh, what a magical day, man. Um, the anticipation on User Illusion one and two was around the world was just huge. And I'd heard the music for six months, right? We're selling tickets and I know what the music's gonna sound like. And I'm like, I can't wait, man. And so the day that it dropped, they did a midnight release all around the country, Tower Records, Billboard, whatever, right? And uh, man, we're getting, my phone's ringing off the hook. Um, sold out, sold out, sold out. All the records are just flying off the shelf. And I, you know, I mean, Brando, you know this about me. They're my family to this day. I mean, you know, I may have issues with some of them or whatever, but I love them very much. And they were my family back then. And so I was so proud of and for them, right? Um, that it was a very heavy moment, the release of uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And then, of course, I had a little picture inside. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> actually not that little of a picture though that think about it bad with my barber's on haircut right so um but no it was uh it was a wonderful day and you know talking to all of the guys in the band on the day of the release well you know some of them were still awake and some of them were just getting up <laughs> but it was heavy man it was a it was a very cool vibe for all of us because it was a manifestation that wow, I guess we really are as big as everybody says we are, right? Because you've heard me say it before, Brando, we were the Partridge family. We never knew how big we were until we came off the road. So, um, but, you know, and, and and we obviously had already played Rock in Rio, um, you know, in front of 220,000 people, and they'd never even heard the record before. Right? It was, dude, I was like, why are we doing this, man? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, um, I guess this is a very heavy <clears throat> emotional day for me, quite honestly. Um, I didn't realize it until you just asked my feelings about it. But, yeah, it really touches a nerve with me. I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, I was 30 years old when that was released. So that would give you a little indication on how old I am now. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. 30 years old to have that, yeah. that to be your life is uh, is amazing. And the way to tie this into Oz, because I asked you earlier. Um, yeah. Because you know, uh, you're, well, you're, 20, you're 26, right? Yeah. And I, I, just I wasn't. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, even go my, ahead. My, my, my parents didn't even, it, 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 well, I wasn't even a project back then, <laughs> but uh, when I got into Easy Illusion, uh, there's a song I love, which is Coma, because uh, there's a lot of actual ideas that I like a lot because I felt that way before. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the first time I heard Coma was in, on, on that reunion tour. I, unfortunately, I never got to see Guns N' Roses in, uh, in that era. Because I was like, yeah, I was just a sperm floating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was lucky enough because, uh, yeah, I was a lucky enough. in your dad's eye. I guess a yeah. Oh, I, I, I love it because I've, I've said that. I That's why I love Doug's. One of the reasons why I love Doug's story is because I was just too young in 1992. I was born in 83. So, you know, my first concert was the Ninja Turtles. You know, literally, at Radio <laughs> City Music Hall. You know, so I was just, I was too young, but... Here's an interesting question because you would, uh, I had mentioned before discovering Guns N' Roses through Guitar Hero, and I love hearing that different perspectives mm -hmm. of when bands, when fans find about about bands, well, why classic rock is still so popular among the youth. 
you know, how they, and- how they discover it. But so how did you get it? Because I remember asking my friends, cause I, I was too young to have a job, either birthday money or Hanukkah money. I bought user illusion one first cause it had November rain. Do you remember if like you downloaded it at all? Or, you know, how did you do, or how did you listen to user illusion uh, the first time? Uh- First, uh, I have to admit, I went for the greatest hits, okay. and uh, mm-hmm. I started, you know, I started like uh, looking which fl- which songs were from the Appetite for Destruction, mm-hmm. which songs were from the User Illusion. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, after that concert, and uh, since I was so blown away by by Coma and some some other songs. Uh, well, I, I bought the live the, the the live era album. Okay, and I think that was my second my, my second Guns N' Roses record, and that's why I was so intrigued about Doug talking about that record because I, I one of the things I was uh, I, I remember I was so amazed li- listening to the to the live era that um, when you get to um, to hear about that straight from Doug straight from you, mm-hmm. it's like dude. Uh, it kind of all that reconnects with my feelings for, for the first time I, 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 I hear that record. And I remember I love Fringe. I, lo- I, I remember I love November Rain. But what, what, what's great here is that November Rain was not of the first songs I, I, I heard from Music Revolution. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when, uh, when I started looking at BH1, because uh, I, I wasn't that much onto MTV, because... Uh, by the time I, I discovered MTV, uh, it was just like Jersey Shore and oh. that stuff. So yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, no, no more music, man. Just yeah. gossip and you yeah. know, reality garbage. Celebrities. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I started watching BH uh, One. I discovered this amazing video. Uh, I uh, well, I think everyone loves the scene where, where, where Slash is playing guitar outside of the chapel. Yeah, here in Mexico, we do a lot. Of, we, we do a lot of memes like, "Dude, how can possibly uh, be so much people in that freaking church? It was like this size, you know? <laughs> right. like, dude, it was like a s'more party or something." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And there were so, no cars outside. You know, where did exactly, everyone park? Where, exactly. What's going on? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it looks cool as, as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Oz, so, I, Oz, I have a question for you. Okay. So, my cousin of the favorite, they, they use your illusion as double talking jive. Ooh, get the music. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. See, see. So, uh, when you heard for the first time the flamenco at the end, what did you think? Mm. Well, um, I, since I started playing guitar, I was really into the flamenco thing. Yeah, that's uh, why I was asking. I, yeah, because um, mm-hmm. there's a song I have, which is called Nada Se Ve Bien. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of flamenco there. So mm-hmm. uh, it's like, dude, I mean, uh, I, I never thought that Slash was, 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 uh, was into flamenco. I so, didn't either, and I managed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but uh, to be honest, the, uh, all the song is great, but when you go to the acoustic guitar oh, solo, God, dude, yes. that's, yeah, that, that's, that's mind-blowing. Well, his, yeah, because uh, his, his electric solo is crazy, and then that fade-out to the flamenco, 
I was yeah, wondering, it's... as a Latin person who grew up listening to the flamenco, did you just listen and just go, what the shit is this? There's a lot of interesting, interesting things in, in Guns N' Roses music. Because, for example, Mr. Brown saw that. Bah, 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 da, da, yeah. Da, da. yeah, we Latins use a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. of that rhythms in music. So mm-hmm. I, I was so amazed at how Guns N' Roses managed to, in their own style, um, mm-hmm. have so many like Latin influence because they also use the maracas for, for Mr. Browser. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, it's, uh, it, it was, this was fucking awesome, man. Uh, the, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I, I, I reached Doug was cause I wanted to mix my, my, um, uh, a record with, uh, Steve Thompson. And uh, at that yeah. point, Doug mm-hmm. was, was, was his manager. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, I remember was that Steve Thompson used to post a lot about Double Talking Jive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a hell of a song. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, there are do- two types of songs for, for every artist. You have the singles and you have the artistic mm-hmm. uh, type of music. For example, mm-hmm. if we talk about Let's Zeppelin, uh, okay, Hold Our Love, it's a single. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's great. Uh, it has mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the, the guitar solo is freaking awesome. Joe Bonham is mm-hmm. badass, but mm-hmm. it's still a single. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Achilles Last Stand, yeah, if you go to Cashmere, like if you go to part. Nobody's Fault yeah, With Mine, dude, that's mm-hmm. an artistic job because they're oh, yeah. taking their own musical uh, abilities to a whole another level. So on Double Talking Jive, uh, in my arrogant opinion, that's mm-hmm. uh, coma. Those those are like uh, oh, God. a very artistic pieces of music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And see, and, and you're right. And that's why I mean, I was always fighting with Axel about not fighting. That's not fair. We were always discussing. Well, I, I I used to tell him all the time. Yet again, you're assuming that Johnny Q Public. Right. The average Joe who's going to walk into the record store is as smart as you. And that's why you're releasing 34 songs. There are songs like Double Talk and Jive and Coma and lots of them that will never be heard. And that was what I was always concerned about. And I was right. Nobody ever got to Double Talk and Jive. I mean, if you listen to the very opening lyrics, it literally happened. Izzy was outside of outside of the studio at A&M Studios. And he goes to throw his cigarette butt away and he opens up the garage or the uh, trash can. Babasura, see? He opens up the trash can, a uh, big trash can outside, and he finds a head and an arm in the garbage can. Wow. That's how that song opens up. That was a true story. I found a head and an arm in the garbage can. I don't know why I'm here, right? I mean, <laughs> good. It was like, what? So love it. And I also love the fact that I love Izzy's vocals anyway, right? But then the dichotomy between his vocals and then when Axel hits, dude, the whole song blows me away. It reminds me of um, the Beatles have a song called Her Majesty, where you just want it to keep going. It's too short, right? Mm-hmm. And so we love to talk in Jive. It was the same thing. Please make this one the seven minute one, right? Because I ah, love this song. <laughs> that's funny. What a great perspective and a great question, Doug, to see, uh, you know, the the influence that, yeah, perhaps, you know, I, I want people to respond, you know, email me or contact me on social media. When you heard that flamenco, you know, guitar, you know, if you are, you know, of, uh, you know, if you're from Mexico, wherever it is, like, did that mean something to you? Cause Doug, what, what if uh, Guns N' Roses came out with, like Hobbit Nagila? I would freak out. 
Or yeah, for, right. Exactly. You know, That's right. Yeah, exactly. If they came out with, yeah, yeah. you know, some sort of, uh, you know, my attempted poor humor. That's the Jewish. Yeah. No, I liked it, dude. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you should have your, you should have your Guns and Moses shirt on when you say that. I thought about it wearing it for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, did I, but it's, it's, it's hot in here. <laughs> so I, I have my T-Rex. I have my T-Rex tanked up. That's what I have on today. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, and you know what? And I think, I think, uh, like, I don't know, um, Oz, if you've ever heard of a guy named Cal Jader, but. I, that's what I grew up listening to. And he was kind of a, um, like, you know, the timpani uh, that is used quite a bit in Mexican music. Yeah. So Cal, Cal Jader had this jazz kind of record that was Hispanic and it was recorded live from uh, Tijuana. And my father used to play it every day, right, growing up. And so I, that's like the hook for me was I grew up with a lot of Latin music. So, I mean, I grew up with a lot of music, but a lot of it was, you know, Herb Albert, Tijuana Brass. Now, that's not really Latin, but has Latin influences, of course. So, I mean, Jose Feliciano, I was listening to all that stuff growing up. Santana, right? So, I mean, Santana was like, that was my, probably my go-to when I was maybe 12, 13 years old. So, I've always had, and I think maybe it's because of my love of the Latin culture, but I've always had this inherent love for Latin music. So, um, I don't know. It's just uh, so that's why, another reason why Double Talk and Jive just man. When I heard that flamenco, I was just mind blown. Just absolutely mind blown. Awesome. I called Slash. I said, "Dude, I didn't know you could do that." Right? He was laughing at me. <laughs> uh, so, Oz, uh, the best way? What's the best way to keep in touch with you? I mean, we can keep going. This has been fun. I'm glad, Dog. I'm glad you suggested having him on the podcast. You know, thank you. No, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for your time. Thanks, Dog, Dog, for uh, bringing the idea. Uh, it's great. It, it was great to talk to you, Brando. You're such a nice person. Doc, it's always a pleasure. And uh, you guys can check my social media. Uh, I, uh, you can find me on Instagram as Railroad uh, underscore. You can find me on Facebook, Railroad1. Because I don't know who this fucker is, but uh, there's a guy <laughs> who, uh, who, who put the Railroad on his personal uh, Facebook account. So it's hilarious because mm-hmm. sometimes people look for us and he, he they found like a, a 50-year-old man uh, that has nothing <laughs> to do with us. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's relevant to one because otherwise, uh, you know, uh, I, I, don't get, I, I don't get any uh, response and whatever the other guy you tells you. And we got to clarify. It's spelt. The way I mispronounced it. Yes. Rail yes. Rod. <laughs> underscore. Yeah. Yes. R A I L R O D one. Yeah. No, yeah. no second A. No second A. And you can find us uh, too on, on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, on TikTok. Basically, we're everywhere. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can find us as Railroad. R A I L O R O D. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't and one more and one more buddy. time para los el mundo. I'll say that in English for all of you guys that are fans of the podcast that are fans of Guns N' Roses do me personally if you have any interest in what my life is like please 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 do me a favor check out Railroad they're a great band and Oz as you guys can tell is a wonderful man so let's let's give him his due and uh, the the why he's doing music um, is a beautiful, beautiful thing, and it's great music. So um, thank you guys very much. Right on. 
That's all I got. That's my American response to that. Your your beautiful <laughs> Spanish phrase. Right, right on. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> uh, from, from Railroad. Uh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Doug Goldstein, my co-host for today. Thank you. We're going to do another episode coming up pretty soon uh, with another artist of, of yours. I don't know if you want to give yes, us a, te- a teaser. For- yeah, yeah. A little teaser. Uh, Tom Cavs, this amazing guy who I've known literally since 1987. I'm not going to give away how I know him. We'll talk about that on the podcast. Okay. But there is a Guns N' Roses gun action, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> always, 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 always. And yeah. uh, also, Doug and I are going to do another episode where we talk about his book, his story, yeah, where man. we're at. Yeah. And call Ooh. us. Give us your questions. Yeah. Where should you send the questions, Brando? Yeah. So I got a lot of questions on the post I put on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show, the AFD podcast on Twitter, and also a bunch. And this is the uh, the best way to kind of keep me, um, you know, I, it's more it's easier for me to focus on one area than scattered questions. But the email, the AFD show at gmail.com. So, you know, I appreciate uh, I'll just give them. Shout outs now. Look at this thing. You know, Mark Griffin sent in a question. Uh, Meg Scarpelli sent in a question. So, I mean, we're getting in questions and maybe we addressed them already in the book. Uh, we're going to discuss, we're either going to discuss more or we're going to be like, you know what? Let's, we can't discuss this. This is a spoiler. You're going to have to read about it. So, so that's, <laughs> right, yeah. that's uh, definitely in the future. And also, uh, another upcoming guest I can, I can announce because we confirmed it. Uh, Doug, this is a, <laughs> You know, the six degrees of GNR bacon take me so many places. So I will be speaking with uh, uh, as uh, Ali Azam, or Azam Ali, I should probably uh, get her name right. Uh, she has just announced a duet compilation, uh, a duet, uh, a CD, an album coming out with Buckethead. All right on. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Right on. So back in on the, if for those who are big Buckethead fans, on the album Enter the Chicken that he did with Surge from System of a Down, She's on one of the tracks. So they have worked before. So she had just announced that, you know, her and Buckethead are coming out with a full length uh, duet album. And I reached out to her. Very I'm like, cool. you know what? That's cool to speak to another artist. I, I, I know she's a Pakistani, I believe. So just to speak to somebody that, to learn more about their musical influences, just mm-hmm. how they got into, you know, their, their path, just like I did with Oz today. Um, mm-hmm. Just all through the, again the lens of uh, Guns N' Roses through these uh, Guns N' Rose colored glasses that I. That's bought. right. Hey, by the way, I got to give a shout out to Lauren, my girl at the front desk at the Hilton Garden Inn on uh, South Las Vegas Boulevard uh, in Las Vegas. Um, call the hotel. Tell her I said thank you because she gave me the power cord for my iPhone. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do this today. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, and by, by the way, that being said, she gets off of work 10 minutes ago, so I got to go give her a cord back. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So that's a good place to end it. Thank you so much, yes, Doug and Oz. That does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. Do not we'll... turn it off yet, Brando. Do not turn it off until I say, Muchas gracias para todo. Los aficionados de Guns N' Roses y de Oz y de Doug Goldstein. And love each other, ladies and gentlemen. Love each other. You'll see God it. God is love. Right, Oz? God is love. You'll see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>